Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. Happy to have you. Today, tomorrow, of course, uh, Good Friday, and it's Master's Week here at the Eric Erickson studio as I watch four separate screen. Well, it's one giant screen divided into four. The masters have this great app where you can watch uh, Amen Quarter, holes four, five, and six, uh, holes 15 and 16, and the featured group all together. Yeah, it, Nobody cares about golf. Everybody cares about the masters, or at least they should. Now, let's talk about politics. We, we got through the 4-H. We got through the stupid goat. We got through NPR. We got through the the progressive secular religion. Let's talk about Republicans, not Trump specifically. Uh, we we can move on from Donald Trump. We we actually do need to talk about Dan Kelly, the Republican nominee, or I should say, conservative nominee for the Wisconsin Supreme Court. For the first time in fifteen years now, the Wisconsin Supreme Court will be controlled by a very progressive majority, and it is very progressive. Uh, a lot of things and wins that Republicans have won in Wisconsin over the last few years are going to be rolled back because Republican voters chose to nominate Dan Kelly. Kelly lost by 11 points the last time he ran for the seat. So the genius voters of Wisconsin nominated him again. And guess what? He lost by 11 points again. Uh, this is a problem. This is not a Trump problem. It's not a DeSantis problem. It's not an establishment problem. It's not a, a, a Trump wing problem. It is a voter problem. You, When you nominate bad candidates, guess what? You get bad results. The same thing happened in Georgia with Herschel Walker. Now, Kelly, of course, this time... He came after 2022. Kelly was involved in some of the, the 2020 stolen election hijinks. It's it's why a lot of voters voted for him this time to nominated him. They they loved that that he was uh, down with the 2020 stolen election stuff, and they rewarded him. And the general election voters beat him to a bloody pulp with an 11 point loss. The Trump team is out saying, "Oh, Dan Kelly had only he asked for, for Donald Trump's help. He said he didn't want Donald Trump's." Uh, support. Well, the fact of the matter is he was running a judicial race and in the judicial code of ethics, you're not supposed to get politicians endorsements. And he lost by the same uh, number of points as the last time. You get to Georgia and you get Herschel Walker. I was as supportive as I possibly could be of Herschel Walker in the general election and voted for him in the general election. And the whole time, I was warning everyone exactly what was going to happen. It was obvious to anyone who actually cared about winning that Herschel Walker was going to be an unmitigated disaster. Y'all, I got to tell you, I had breakfast with Herschel Walker. And I left that breakfast knowing that man was not going to win. I tried to be as supportive as I possibly could. He's a very nice person, and he was surrounded by really good people. And those really good people 
do not deserve blame for Herschel Walker's defeat because they probably kept it from being a blowout. They got him to a runoff. Without them, it would have been a blowout in favor of Raphael Warnock. Herschel Walker was a bad candidate. And anyone who paid attention at all should have known he was a bad candidate. In the same way in Wisconsin, Kelly was a bad candidate who ran a bad race last time and clearly hadn't won or learned any lessons. Ultimately, this is about the voters. The Republican voters of Georgia who complain about Raphael Warnock overwhelmingly voted for Herschel Walker to be the Republican nominee, so they get what they deserve. They get exactly what they set themselves up to get. Now, most of my listeners are in Georgia, and they may be enraged with me saying that right now, but you know it's true. When you nominate a man who's in video with his ex-wife, with her talking about he held a gun to her head, and he says outlandish things all the time, and lived a cloistered existence, and ran a primary campaign, avoiding the public spotlight, you get exactly what you were going to get, and you should have known it. And the Republican voters in Wisconsin, you ran this guy and he lost by 11 points the last time you went through 2022. You saw Republican voters themselves reject the stolen election people. And what did you do? You nominated him again. One of the states that got it right was Virginia. The Republican voters there decided to avoid uh, a, a nominating convention fight uh, with or where uh, Yunkin or a, a primary fight where they could have gotten crazy instead of Glenn Yunkin. They got Glenn Youngkin and they won. Look at Pennsylvania and Mehmet Oz. Mehmet Oz barely won the nomination. Mehmet Oz won by a tenth of a percent. The only reason Mehmet Oz won is because Sean Hannity and Melania Trump convinced Donald Trump to endorse him at the last minute, and he barely won. The other guy probably would have beaten Fetterman. Oz is a New Jerseyan, not a Pennsylvanian. In his videos around the state, it was clear he was out of touch with the people of Pennsylvania. He couldn't even pronounce basic institutions of Pennsylvania. So there's a there's a, a hot dog stand near where I live. It's called New Way Wieners. I always say New Way Wieners, grade D but edible. Uh, I, I love New Way. It, it, it doesn't sit well on your stomach. The hot dogs, they're like grade D but edible. They are, have a, a patented red dye in them. I mean, you look at this stuff and you'd be horrified that any human being would eat it. Oh, but I love it. It's a hot dog stand. It's the second oldest hot dog stand in America behind Coney Island. Now, the original one burned to the ground, sadly, but they've still got several others. When I was a political consultant, we would do fundraisers and we would order New Way. We'd let New Way cater and all, all everybody loved them. You get hot dogs with or without. Now, the with is with raw onions on top of the chili dog, and without is without the raw onions, but you get a hot dog and a steamed bun with mustard and chili. It's more of a chili sauce than a, than a real chili. The grease on top, oh, my gosh, they are gut bombs. You need to be cleaned out before a colonoscopy. You just get New Way. It'll take care of you. So I'm in line the other night to get New Way. I've, I haven't had it. It's been a long time. I finally needed my new way fix. When my dad comes over to visit, I take him to new way and he can get one with, with coleslaw on top and, and he loves it. Ugh, I don't like coleslaw. 
But nonetheless, there's a woman in a white Cadillac in front of me. Now, the license plate says Chatham, which means this is a fine resident of the city of Savannah, Georgia, the place that welcomed General Sherman lest he burn the city down like he did Atlanta. Genteel woman from Savannah who is in front of me at the drive-thru, who is yelling at the speaker. She's ordering a mega burger. Now, you go to New Way for hot dogs. You do not go to New Way for burgers, although, full disclosure, I will get the mega burger on occasion. If I'm constipated, it's a great way to deal with that. The woman yells into the speaker, Can I get whole leaf lettuce on that? You are in a place that makes McDonald's look like a five-star gourmet experience. Asking for if your if the burger comes with whole leaf lettuce, friends. I'm pretty sure the the shredded lettuce at New Way comes from the Kroger down the street. When it puts the expired lettuce in the dumpster, the New Way goes down and gets it because it's that perfect shade of brown to go with the bright red of the hot dog. I I don't know. Um, it, it doesn't exactly have fresh, and it sure as heck is not whole leaf lettuce. And then she wanted to know if she could get anything not fried. That's like going to Kentucky Fried Chicken and asking for the chicken without the crust. She's at a New Way Wiener. She wants whole leaf lettuce on the Mega Burger, and she wants non-fried French fries or something. I have no idea. That's like Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. It says, hello, I am not from here. And the voters, the Republicans in Pennsylvania, picked the guy, and he lost. Same with their Republican gubernatorial nominee. Candidate quality matters. And voter discernment matters greatly. Voter discernment really, really matters. And when you have a guy who loses by 11 points in Wisconsin, you can't be surprised when you lose by 11 points the second time. You probably should not have renominated him. Now, I get renominating people who lose close. In 1976, Ronald Reagan challenged Gerald R. Ford for the Republican nomination and made it to the convention, but he lost. But he came close, and doggone it, in 1980, he ran again, and he won. And the entirety of the Republican establishment ran against him. I mean, George H.W. Bush, Howard Baker, Bob Dole, all these Republicans ran against Ronald Reagan in 1980 to stop him from getting the nomination. And it wound up being very much like Trump in 2016. So many people ran to stop Reagan. Reagan consolidated the Goldwater forces, the the conservatives, and he won the nomination. And then he brought George H.W. Bush on to unify the ticket between the moderates and, and the conservatives. Ronald Reagan wanted to win. He took steps, including making George H.W. Bush his vice presidential nominee so that he can win. What we see more and more is that if these conservative firebrand stolen election people win, like Carrie Lake in Arizona, she does nothing to try to win the general election. She wants the righteousness of the movement 
without the conviction of a politician who actually wants to win the whole damn thing. You can't actually affect change in the country if you decide to become the nominee and then blow it all. Carrie Lake literally told McCain voters she did not want their vote, and so they did not vote against her. And instead of acknowledging maybe she shouldn't do that, she's been pushing the mythology of the stolen election in Arizona, where the only Republicans who the election was stolen from were the ones who glorified the 2020 election as stolen. And I'm going to get hate mail from some 90-year-old saying, it was stolen. Haven't you seen the evidence? Okay, boomer. The fact of the matter is, you voters, when you are voting for candidates, have got to figure out some discerning qualities of candidates who can actually win a general election. Winning the primary doesn't matter if you can't win the general election, which means in some areas of the country, a more conservative candidate is better than a moderate. And in some areas of the country, a moderate is better than a conservative. And if you're just showing up deciding, you know what, I want the absolute firebrand who's going to own the left in a purple state, that guy's probably going to get beat. The question Republican voters have to ask themselves is, do I want the righteousness of my conviction with a guy who's just going to troll the left in a campaign, or do I want someone who's actually going to win? Do you want to win? It was obvious as the day is long what was going to happen to Herschel Walker. And I tried telling people on the radio constantly, this is what's coming. This is what's going to happen. No, 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 no. You just don't like Trump. That's why you're, you don't like Herschel Walker because you don't like Trump because Trump picked him. No, I voted for Herschel Walker. I let Herschel Walker come on my program. But I could tell you exactly what was going to happen to Herschel Walker because I knew what the opposition research was. Dan Kelly in Wisconsin, every major Republican donor in Wisconsin was warning the base, guys, guys, this guy's going to be a disaster for a second time. Did you not see 2022? The voters, I think they just want to lose so they can feel like victims. Republicans, do you want to win in 2024? There's a path forward for you if you want to win. There are ways to win. Republicans won a huge victory in New York congressional races of all places. They did well in parts of California that they haven't done well in. Voters are craving a change, but your candidates matter. Your discernment for who a good candidate is might should be recalibrated based on Kelly and Wisconsin and the results of 2022. And if you just can't recognize that maybe you need to recalibrate, maybe for the love of God and all that is decent and holy, don't go participate in the primaries. Let the people who actually have some sense of discernment pick the Republican candidate. And if you want to stay home in the general, that might actually help us too. People, I would like to win to stop the left, but to win to stop the left, you actually have to nominate a candidate who can persuade independent voters and not sound crazy. That used to be something Republicans excelled at, and now it's like they'd rather lose so they can scream about being a victim than actually win and stop the left. I'd like to stop the left, please. All right, let me, I want to talk about this story real quick. Clarence Thomas is under attack because he has a friend named Harlan Crow who is a billionaire. And Harlan Crow has uh, taken Clarence Thomas and his wife on trips on his private jet and on his yacht, sailing through Indonesia on vacations and the like. Uh, Thomas is not a man of uh, extraordinary wealth, and Harlan Crow is. 
And I don't see anything wrong with the story. And I guarantee you a bunch of liberal justices in the past have done this. And I'm sure Democratic members of Congress have done it with their billionaire friends. But because it's Clarence Thomas, it's somehow a big scandal from the left. And I would note on social media, it's a bunch of liberal reporters talking about it. I am not a billionaire, but I will tell you, I frequently in my prayers pray that God is generous with me so that I can be generous with other people. I'm glad Harlan Crow is generous with his friends. I try to be generous with my friends. I have paid for friends of mine to go on trips with me to Vegas, golf trips to Las Vegas. I'm actually taking a buddy of mine on a golf trip in a couple of weeks on my dime because I can. And I'm glad to because they're friends. I enjoy their company, and I like to provide opportunities for friends that they otherwise couldn't have. And and I would love to one day have a private plane and text my friends and say, hey, guys, let's all go to Vegas and cover the cost. I'm glad Clarence Thomas is a friend like that. And I don't think it should be condemned. I think it should be praised, that friendship. There's nothing nefarious about it. There's no evidence of any sort of nefariousness. It's just the left wanting to be mad about something, in this case, friendship. Howdy, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. 877-973-7425 is the phone number. How about we take a few phone calls? Tony, welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. How are you? Eric, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Thank you. What's going on? Watching the way the Democrats have, have failed so miserably in the last few years, it occurs to me that they've perfected how to utilize Donald Trump. And I think he at first had them flummoxed. And I think now they he's their ultimate, what I call WMD, weapon of mass distraction. And, and they just have lined up one claim after another after another. And it, it allows them to just disregard every single problem, every single screw up that Biden has done since he's taken presidency. And I don't see that changing as long as he's around. Yeah, look, um, they certainly can. It's kind of been interesting. One of the things I've wanted to do this week, uh, or today in particular, is focus on a lot of stories I hadn't been able to focus on because of the Trump indictment the the last couple days, because it it required coverage. It was historic, but also a lot of other stuff happened, like Finland joining NATO. I hadn't even had a chance to get to that. The, The 4H story, the left now wants to get rid of uh, commercial industrial uh, meat production and uh, they're, the Biden administration looking at regulating more, all this stuff happening. And the media, the left can say, but Trump, but Trump, but Trump, look what Trump did. And, you know, it is also very true, Tony, that a lot of Trump supporters actually love the coverage. They they think Trump's dominant and CNN had its highest ratings in forever by its wall-to-wall coverage of the Trump indictment of the day. And a lot of those people are Trump supporters who want to watch, they want to watch the plane, they want to watch the Trump speech, they want to watch Trump, they want to watch him on the left, own the left, and the media doesn't have to cover anything that Biden is doing under the radar. 877-973, what? Ugh. <laughs> it's one of those days. 877-973-7425. Bob, welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. Good afternoon, Eric. Um, I was listening, and I have two points. One was about the quality of the candidates, and my question there is about the RNC. I would think that if they did it at a federal, state, county, and city level, each of those committees at each of those would look at the the candidates that are running in the primaries and 
and have some polls that says, here's what's relevant to our constituents at each of these levels, and talk to those that are looking and saying, "How? what is your position on this? And, and explain that if you're not in alignment and you can't iterate on these, you're not going to be a strong candidate, which is what we need. And is, are they doing it for their own self-interest or for the benefit of their constituents and the party and the country? Okay, um, this is great. Uh, Let's me show some insider knowledge I have. I, I've run congressional races before, and I'll tell you what happens uh, is when the person gets the nomination, the parties nowadays uh, have engaged. You know, one of the problems in 2022 is that Rick Scott, uh, running the National Republican Senatorial Committee, refused to try to shape the field uh, in the past, the chairs of the NRSC have gone in and tried to find the candidate they think is most able to connect with independent voters and win. Sometimes they've done terrible jobs, like, for example, in 2006, the R and the NRSC decided that uh, Charlie Crist would be a better fit with Floridians than Marco Rubio. Uh, and when I was running Red State, waged holy hell on them, and, and Rubio was able to get the nomination or they did it against Ted Cruz in Texas. They sometimes try to avoid picking conservatives, which is why a lot of conservatives have had a backlash and wanted more conservative candidates, which is understandable. However, to your your issue here, Bob, is what happens is when the Republican nominee gets nominated, they begin to start getting insider briefings and information. Uh, every congressional race I've ever run when you get the nomination, the, the NRCC on the House side, the NRSC on the Senate side, and then generally the NR, uh, the, the RNC and a few other groups will come in and tell you, here's what our polling is showing. It's not coordination. It's, it's briefings. These are the issues you might want to talk about. These are the things that matter to voters. These are the things the voters are focused on. The problem is very often uh, there's such distrust among particularly candidates who come from the Trump wing of the party, for a lot of understandable reasons. I don't want to be dismissive of their of their distrust, but they decide, you know what, I can do this better. I've got a better idea. And they ignore all of that. And I, to some degree, there's been too much of an overcorrection in the other direction that's now put Republicans in a terrible situation. The, you've got these Republican candidates now who are told what the polling shows. Or, well, I don't believe the polling. I don't blame you for not believing the polling, but when you actually in 2022, it turns out if you took out the Trafalgar polling and the other Republican polling, media kind of nailed it with their polling. The Trafalgar poll screwed everything and left us all, myself included, with the impression that, gosh, the polling really is crap. And it's not good. It's not good polling. I don't want you to hear me say it's good polling. What it actually is, is it's closer to reality than what the Republican polling showed. The trend lines are where it shines. The trend lines in the polls showed a big surge towards Republicans in the Republican polling. And all the other polling, regardless of what the number was, showed the accurate trend line of a shift away from the GOP. And the Republican pollsters out there were so big and all that... um, that it skewed the polling and painted a a false impression of a big Republican wave that never showed up. 
so the party, though, and the political campaigns for the NRSC, the NRCC, they'll meet with their respective candidates and say, here's where you should focus. Here's what our polling shows. They'll supplement with their outside campaigns. But if you've got a candidate who just says, screw you, I'm not listening to you. I know best. I'm not hiring pollsters. I'm not doing anything. Well, then you you may have problems with those candidates. And of late, that's been a lot of conservative candidates on the right have done stuff like that. I will tell you, though, that you don't need polling to understand some big issues out there. There's a very sad story from yesterday. The uh, inventor of Cash App. Cash App is a uh, digital payment service you can use on your phone. It has a debit card tied to it. Uh, The inventor of it was murdered in San Francisco. The bitter and tragic irony is that he moved his family out of San Francisco because he was concerned about crime and um, the deterioration of San Francisco, but he had to go back for a business meeting. He was in what's considered the nice part of San Francisco. Uh, The giant San Francisco giant stadium is in a revitalized part of San Francisco. A lot of wealthy people in the San Francisco area live down in that area. It's, it's fairly nice. Um, a lot of people in the Candlestick Park area, they're, they're out there in their, um, they're out there in their kayaks. They're looking at, they're trying to catch fly balls and stuff. It's just, it's a pretty area and it's been a revitalized area and he was murdered in that area. He was stabbed to death. San Francisco as a city is beginning a collapse. Detroit has gone through a collapse and maybe Detroit can be revitalized. I said Candlestick Park. I guess it's actually Oracle Park now. Um, It's San Francisco is going through a real collapse. So yes, I said Candlestick, it's Oracle Park. And it's a very nice area. The uh, Lyft, you know, the Uber competitor, it's headquartered in that area. I'm actually looking at the map right now. Um, you've got a, a, a lot of fancy businesses are there now, a lot of condos, a lot of high-end restaurants are there. And this guy was murdered there. All of San Francisco seems to be in a state of collapse. More people are leaving the area than moving into the area. The tax base is dwindling, and the powers that be in San Francisco have no interest in fixing it up, no interest in cleaning it up. Now in Chicago, the communist one, well, I should say progressive, but he's actually kind of a communist. Like, I don't mean that pejoratively. He actually is, and he's the weak on crime guy. When you look at the votes in San Francisco or in in Chicago, Johnson, the guy who won, won the majority of the areas of Chicago that are the most crime-ridden. The areas of Chicago with the most violent crime voted for the guy who won, whose approach to crime is to not enforce the law and let criminals out of jail and defund the police. Like the Republicans who nominate candidates who can't win general elections, the voters of San Francisco and Chicago, the voters of California and the like, they're getting the government they chose. 
They're getting exactly what they deserve for voting that way. It is predictable and foreseeable that crime in Chicago is about to get even worse than it's been. You know, the, the big museum, the I think it's the Field Museum I saw, saw, Field Museum, one of the art museums, one of them, uh, I can't remember which one, but I think it's the Field Museum in Chicago, is advising people how to get to the museum and essentially encouraging them to go a circuitous route to av- avoid the main uh, ele- elevated line of the Chicago metro system to get there because crime on that line is so bad. Unfortunately, a lot of people want to live in poop. In San Francisco and in Chicago, that's what the majority of voters have voted for. And sadly, the the minority of the voters are forced to either deal with it or leave. And a lot of people will probably get killed over the next few years. The media will refuse to cover it because it's not a school shooting of, of white kids. And uh, it, the situation will continue to deteriorate. Crime itself, however, will become an issue on which Republicans can capitalize. And you don't need a pollster to tell you this. If you go back to 2022, voters knew crime was a real problem. And what did so much of the media do? The media overwhelmingly tried to say it's generated by Fox News. It's not a real issue. It's no big deal. The statistics say it's on decline. Do you feel safe? Do you feel safe? In New York City, Alvin Bragg has chosen to devote all of his resources to throwing Donald Trump in jail with a trumped-up case. Meanwhile, he's letting murderers out of jail. Do you feel safe? In Minneapolis, Minnesota, they worked so hard to defund the police, they've now had to reverse and try to increase funding to get police back on the payroll. Do you feel safe there? In Atlanta, Georgia, and DeKalb County, Georgia, they tried to mollify Antifa over their their police training facility, and it, it's drawn riots and violence. And uh, do you feel safe? Probably not. And if Republicans will just nominate candidates who want to run on the issues that matter to voters, like crime and the economy, instead of relitigating stolen elections. They can win, and you don't have to believe me. Look at the results around the country in 2022, where the Republicans focused on those sorts of quality of life issues they won, where they focused on 2020 and the stolen election they lost. At this point, it should be a no-brainer. There is a path forward for the GOP in places like Wisconsin and the like, but you've actually got to run on the future and on policies that resonate with voters and not on your own grievances. Here's the bottom line I can tell you as someone who ran races. Voters do not give a Dern about your grievances. Voters want you to pay attention to their grievances. They don't care that you and Donald Trump think an election was stolen. They don't care. They care about their safety. They care about their schools. They care about their grievances. And if you as a candidate run on your grievances instead of the voters' grievances, and that's what a lot of Republicans have done in the last four years, you're going to lose because you seem self-absorbed and the voters want you to be absorbed in their cares. And their cares are crime and jobs and failing schools. You run on those issues, you're going to win. Don't believe me. Look at the results of 2022 where Republicans did win. You know, I forgot to tell you guys about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, so now's the time to do it. You can go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in the code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, 
and get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. So you're saving $200, you're getting them for less than $200, you're getting free shipping, and it wipes out odors. The thing, hold it in the palm of your hand, plugs directly into a wall, or you can use a USB cord, it has a port on the side, plug in a USB cable, put it in your car, wherever you need it, and you can wipe out odors. So if you've got a rental car and someone's been smoking in it, you can wipe out those odors. Got a hotel room, it smells gross, wipe out the odors. Left bad Chinese on your counter for 48 hours and come home and you want to hurl? Well, fire up the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It'll wipe out those odors. It's also an air purifier, and you don't have to get a filter subscription. I use it to wipe out odors, and it works. Get three of them for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. Use the discount code ERIC on the front page, and you'll be good to go. Now, Jim, you're going to be the next caller. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show, Jim. Well, thank you. One of the strange things I learned about these hey. failed banks, Silicon Valley Signature, and others, that medium-sized companies Jim, uh, Jim, I, I'm, I, I, I need you to try to call back. I, I can't understand a word you're saying. Your cell phone quality is so choppy and bad. I, I can't. I can't understand a word you're saying. Um, I think that's on your end and not my end because I could hear the other caller. Sorry about that. Um, it just sounded like you were in a helicopter like that, but it was cutting off all the words. Um, here's your traffic for the day. <laughs> um, sorry, Jim. Okay. Um, where was I? Where was I? Oh, yes. I, you know, I mentioned this earlier. This this is like I've been wanting to talk about this topic for multiple days in a row and have not been able to talk about the topic. Finland. Finland just elected conservatives. They had a very progressive 30-something prime minister. She got in trouble for uh, being out drinking and partying all night, uh, and uh, they, they didn't think it was very prime ministerly of her. Uh, and the conservatives won. Now, it wasn't really completely a rejection of her, but of her economic policies and the like that the left have tried to invent. At the same time, Finland joined NATO. And what I find, I, I don't know that enough people have commented on this, and I so I want to comment on it. There are people in the United States who blame the United States for Russia's invasion of Ukraine. They are essentially embracing Russian propaganda. And their argument is that because the United States considered Ukraine for NATO membership, Russia invaded. What they leave out is that the United States rejected Ukraine for NATO membership. They are parroting complaints from Vladimir Putin that are half-truths. Yes, we considered it, but we also rejected it. Additionally, Russia and the United States agreed to protect Ukraine's sovereignty if Ukraine gave up its nuclear weapons arsenal to Russia, which Ukraine did. We have kept our promise. Russia has broken its promise and invaded them. On top of that, yes, Vladimir Putin does claim uh, that this is about NATO and NATO aggression. And so what has now happened? NATO has grown. It has embraced Finland. It will get Sweden in as well, a neutral country. Sweden intends to join NATO. The Turks held them up because of a diplomatic issue, but uh, Turkey is signaling it is willing to allow in Ukraine. Now, what is so interesting about it is that by adding Finland, which shares a border with Russia, the amount of land 
that NATO is in charge of on the border of Russia has more than doubled. Has a lot of territory, but the border with Russia was only really Latvia and Lithuania. And if you considered, well, Poland there with Belarus, but the Finnish border is pretty sizable with Russia and they know how to shoot Russian soldiers in the snow. And now they've just joined NATO and that's a good thing. 